It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. Into a room filled with austere adults who were discussing politics, taxes, and I think even death. Into that room stumbled a little three-year-old girl with a baby blanket thrown over her shoulders, wearing a small metal colander on her head. Coming into the middle of the room, the little girl twirled around five or six times in a circle. She hummed an unknown tune, and then, completely dizzy from her endeavor, plopped onto her butt, giggling. A couple of nearby grown-up types reached out to catch her, but she had already landed safely. She just sat there for a moment, continuing to laugh, wobbling her head back and forth to let us know that she was incapable of standing and maintaining her balance. And then, all at once, she just suddenly stood to her feet, ambled out of the room without any further comment or gesture. There was, there was a pause as everyone looked at each other, wondering whether we would, well, whether we would continue our gloomy inventory of life on earth or maybe just break away long enough to, to consider the visitation from silly world. We opted for boring. I have just surmised the problem of planet Earth. We've been robbed. I got a report of robbery. Somewhere along the line, we got the idea that joy seems to only last until our hormones arrive. You know what I mean? For other words, you can play, you can scream, you can babble, you can wear a colander on your head and everyone thinks it's cute but once you grow hair on your pubic area and emerge as a man or a woman instead of a kid it is it is it is just expected that you will walk in seriousness and gravity to convince all of your teachers parents and families that you that you get it and what is it you get, you get the idea that human life sucks and the one who realizes it sucks the most does the best. We're being robbed. I would go so far to say that we're being raped or at least assaulted. Our joy is being taken away. We are losing the virginity of our hearts. Joy is more than the giddiness that comes upon us from time to time when we're inebriated from alcohol. Joy is a confidence. It's a confidence that we know how life works. We've adjusted to it. And we've come out of the, the whole business on the other end of it, still glad we're here. 
yet we are robbed. Our comedy now is absurd or naughty to get us to chuckle. <laughs> or maybe we need to see someone bounce off a trampoline and land on his or her head. But in the common everyday motions of life, we have absolutely no ability to extract any humor about tenderness and yes, any joy from the events. We're being fed every day three big bowlfuls of lies. And not only are the bowls big, but we're given huge spoons, letting us know that we're supposed to eat it all up and gobble it down. Now, I think the first lie is this ongoing thinking that happy is optional. Yes, for some reason, we think happy is one of those emotions that comes along every now and then, but it's so fleeting, and it, it must run away like a frightened jackrabbit when it hears the hunter is near. Happy has become the question we ask one another. We do this, we say, are you happy? Then we sit back and wait for the complaint and the evidence that the person is not happy. Trying to live a blessed or happy life, I don't know, nowadays it seems like it's considered childish. It means to people that you really don't understand how desperate things really are. It means you don't grasp that if you let your crabgrass continue to grow in the front yard, it's going to kill off the good grass, and in no time at all, your lawn will be weeds. Damn it, wake up, you son of a bitch! It's the notion that every single pain is actually a symptom, and every symptom a warning, and every warning evidence of an unseen disease. You just might be dying. We're being robbed because we're told that happy is optional. Yes, yet I can tell you it's a basic truth. Now, I'm going to say a universal principle that the human body, soul, mind, and heart only function at top power when we're happy. If we're not emotionally happy, for instance, we end up nervous, anxious, and distraught. If we're not spiritually happy, we become religious, condemning, challenging, and even, even judging other people. If we're not mentally happy, we're conjuring all sorts of fears and insecurities which begin to captivate our thinking. And if we're not physically happy, we're always on a diet or bouncing the other way on a food binge to overcome the restrictions. Happy is not optional, it's optimal. Happy is not optional, it's optimal. It is what is required to make human, human living tolerable. Oh, but I have to tell you, there's a second lie. After we're told that happy is optional, we're also told that what we need to do on this journey of life is be tough. This lie in particular is filling our politics. 
And I want to tell you, the politics of our country soon becomes our ethics. And our ethics becomes the culture, which the culture ends up being our spirituality. So when politics tells us to be tough, speak up for yourself. Take a stand. Attack. We end up becoming a country of bullies, bullying bullies. Now, what do you really think would happen if a bully didn't have a, a weak target to pursue? And what if all the children in the school were bullies trying to bully each other? Well, then you couldn't be a bully just by using words. To establish your dominance, you'd, you'd have to physically hurt someone or maybe even kill them. This is where we are, waiting for the next mass shooting. This is where we abide, waiting for the next threat of an atomic bomb. And this is where we are headed. We have no longer any ability to negotiate, but instead we just find ourselves threatening one another. I want, being tough sucks. Human beings who were intended to be happy were to walk in good cheer. Now, now good cheer is very easy to explain. Check this out. Good cheer is the part of us that looks at a problem, rationally surmises that this problem is no worse than the one we handled last week. So let's be cool and get about the business of solving it one piece at a time. Yet, do you see that anywhere in our culture? We are either dismayed over the problem or threatening other people with blame because you, you caused it. It was you. God damn it, stop being tough. Uh, try to have some good cheer. Look at it this way. We as a country made it through Hitler. We certainly can make it through Putin. We made it through Richard Nixon. We certainly can make it through any president who might make problems for us. We, we made it through the Great Depression, so we probably will be able to survive a little bit of inflation or maybe some Wall Street nonsense. We've been robbed. We've been told that happy is optional. So we're to stop acting like a three-year-old with a metal colander on your head twirling around. And we've been told to be tough when what really clears our mind is a sense of good cheer, a sense that things will probably work out well because, golly gee, they've worked out before. But I think it's the third lie that turns the world into a bunch of pending assholes. And that third lie is that, you know, fun, fun is for kids. Actually, fun is what come, it comes into our lives when we fundamentally understand how things work. We use our patience and take our talent and get to work. Yes, fun is the beginning, beginning of the word fundamental. Fun is the beginning of the word fundamental. Finding our fundamentals. Asking ourselves, what makes politics really work? That's easy. Cooperation and truth. Until we have that, it won't work.
what 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 makes what makes marriage work? Humor and equality. That's what makes it fundamental and puts the fun in it. What makes education succeed? Knowledge implanted without pressure. Keeping the fun in the fundamentals of English and math really helps the student. There are three lies that are crippling us and taking away our joy, which is our strength. Here's a little couplet I want you to remember, if you would. It's not deep or heavy, but it is the key to joy. Therefore, because it's the key to joy, it's the doorway to strength. Here it is. Work with what you've got. Smile when you're done. See? Even when I spoke it to you, you made you smile. That can't be bad, you know. Work with what you got and smile when you're done. Because the good news is joy is our strength. And the better news is when we allow joy to bring us strength, we possess the energy to succeed and truly continue to be happy. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com. Goodnewsandbetternews.com